also remember that um, that song he sings at the beginning where he's like, we need to get a new, we need to get a catchy jingle for the store. He's like, be kind, rewind. <laughs> it's very, it's a very Jack Black um, yeah. uh, moment. Uh, yeah, they're ooh. like, go ahead, just go play with it. <laughs> just play with the scene a little bit, Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See just, what you come up do, with. Just do it. Um, I got I'm a Jack steed. Jack Black is a, I got a, a, a I got a segue into into uh, into the. I think Bobby. Well, if you if if Brent, if you watch Bad Traveling, you probably know the segue that I'm talking about with okay. Jack Black and and Bad Traveling. Mm-hmm. Do you know Do you know the crossover that I'm getting at, Bob? I don't know. Wait, wait, Enjoy. wait, wait, wait. <clears throat> Remind me, Bad Traveling, which one that was? I need, one, I need to remember the names. That's the, the one with the, with the big crab. Oh, um, Jack Black reference in. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I think I feel like you are the only one I know who also knows this, but it's because they're hunt they're they're hunting the Jable shark. What's Jablin yes. Jables? It's it's Jablin Jables. What's Jablin Jables? The, yeah, they're hunting. Is that actually what they call it? Yeah, they call it the Jable shark. <laughs> the Jable shark. Um, that completely went over my head this morning when I was watching it. <laughs> Which I'm also yeah, gonna steal. I didn't catch that. I'm stealing that from my from. Should we introduce yeah, ourselves? I'm gonna, I'm your Jablin J Shark Jack dude. I'm <laughs> sure. Okay, let's just let's just do the intros now. I guess um, I, I am your I'm your robotic killer bear B Brent. Hmm. From, oh? That's from that like kill team kill. I oh, think kill team kill. Called. That was one of the ones you saw. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll go with the easy one. I'm your bad traveling bee, Bobby. Okay. Ooh. Sure, sure. Um. All right. And so, if you didn't, uh, if you if you're not in the know, or if you didn't read the title, we're talking about Love Death Robots Volume th- Trace uh, today, Volume Three. Twa. Um. Which, uh, it's hard to say if, I mean, the first one had, had like twice as many as these, as these other two seasons. Yeah, it said 18, because I was kind of just going, going through, because I'll, I'll, I'll level with you boys. I've still never seen the first or second volumes of Love, Death, Robots. That's my funny, only really knowledge, my, 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 my only knowledge of the series is our last conversation about it, where <laughs> I basically just listened to you, you guys, and was Zach D on that episode? I he think was Zach on, D was there. I think he was. I know he was there for the first um, volume. I think he, yeah. he might have been there for this. Is this our Is this our third podcast about Love, Death, Robots? Did we talk about season two? I don't we think didn't. we did. No, we no. didn't. We skipped that one. Um, season two was season two was really season two good didn't too. have a lot to talk about. I think this one has a has as is good. Season two, see, season two was good, but it didn't. It it was it was a lot more straightforward. I felt like yeah. Um, this one I felt like was really good though. I really enjoyed this this season. Um, All I know is that I'm pretty sure Roger Craig Smith was in season two, the voice actor. And I thought that gotcha. was cool. Listen, all I know is that Seth Green and Joel McHale are in that Kill Team Kill episode and made it just feel like a long robot chicken sketch or something. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what it was. Yeah. That was... Wait, really? I didn't know they were in that. Yeah, Seth Green is like the the bucket cap wearing dude who's like always like nervous and gets his leg bitten off. And then, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Joel yeah. McHale is like the dude at the base who like... The crazy guy? A, yeah, crazy guy. I was so sad when he died. Spoiler alert. Yeah, they all die. It doesn't matter. Yeah, spoilers, <laughs> they all die. Spoilers, they all die. Um So There weren't many robots in this in this season. Um there were well we had the robots at the beginning. 
We had the bear. Return robots. We had uh, we had Masons. We had the rat killing robots. True. Um, True. And we had um, I don't know. There was a robotic bear. Well, I think yeah. robots is kind of just means sci-fi. <laughs> I think. Yeah. But um, yeah. So this season was wicked good. This. So so I think we should. So well, Brent, which ones did you watch? There was eight. There's nine this season. Okay, so I watched five of the nine. So um. I watched all the ones you boys suggested. So I watched uh, Jabaro or Yabaro. I don't know if you're supposed to pronounce the J because I think it's based on like a Portuguese or a, a Spanish word for farmer, I believe. Mm. So it might be a soft J. Um, I'm not positive on that, but Could it so be I watched Hibaro that one. If it's yeah. Portuguese, maybe. I don't know. I don't know anything yeah. about, about Spanish um, languages. Uh, so there's that one I watched. I watched uh, Swarm. Uh, I watched. Oh shit, shit! I'm bad with names. Um, I watched uh, the boat, the crab boat. Bad traveling. <laughs> bad traveling. Crab you boat. You watched. You watched. Crab kill, boat. You watched Kill Team Kill, as you had said. Yep, and then I watched the uh, mini. Night oh, of Night of the Mini Dead. Dead. That one's fun. nice. Night of the Mini Dead. That one's so quick. We can talk about first because it's real fast. Yeah, and it's not. It's just like a fun little little uh 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 a fun little little new perspective on on uh on the zombie apocalypse genre um and it's a, I, I that i guess i guess the only the only sort of thing you're supposed to take away from that is at the end is when it zooms out and you see like just the little the little like little puff that the world is um mm. it's kind of funny i know yeah that one yeah that that one definitely was not one that made me think yeah, 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 yeah. It was just kind of like this is. It was just kind of like, oh, this is fun. And we're doing a cute little uh, stop motion miniatures thing here, and yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's cool. It looked cool, <laughs> it, but like, it made, I, yeah, it I made didn't me take... think a little bit. I, okay. I kind of what I took from it was kind of like, um, I don't know, maybe I was reading too much into it, but like the relativity of time <clears throat> and how to us, you know, in the world where like we see everything as you know this like long drawn out story. But mm. in the grander scheme of the universe, a zombie apocalypse would just be like a little blip in time, you know, like this little like everything's happening so quickly, and you you kind of see the little nuances in the story where you think like the U.S. like military is gonna win for a second, and then it's like no, just kidding. Two seconds later, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what it I was thinking funny. about. I liked uh, I liked the I liked the, the little Pope Pope in the Pope mobile with, <laughs> yeah. with the gun. That was fun. Um. Uh. All right, so which one? Which one was your guys's? Um, let's, let's go around. We're gonna go around the class, and we're gonna say everyone's Ooh. favorites. Mm. Um, I'll start. Uh, I think. Mm. I I really liked. I think I gotta go with bad traveling. I think the the mm. the crab boat. I think it was. Uh, I don't know. It was really good. It was just, it was, it yeah. was, the animation was really, really good. And, um, like technically, uh, and the story and themes were just really thought provoking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, that was a really good one. Yeah, um, good. I, I was like, not sure how to feel about the main character, like the protagonist for like the whole time. I'm like, is this a good guy? Like, because it's interesting. He's killing all his friends, but he's also you know doing it for the greater good to save an entire island or, or the entire like coast 
yeah they, from, um, from the crab so it was interesting yeah yeah they, they were saving the whole island from the crab and his babies and it's also like they tried to kill him as well yep um and uh it's 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 um yeah i don't know do we want to do we want to talk about this one right now or do we want to just go through everyone's favorites just go through the then, favorites let's then, go through and then, favorites and then, we'll, and then we'll talk about each each one we'll circle back we'll circle yeah, 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 yeah. all right i guess i'll go next um okay. so i i really liked swarm um i thought it was really cool just the concept of this uh oh yeah swarm was good giant alien thing yeah swarm was wicked good mm. All right, Brent, okay. what about you? Brent. And hmm. now it is tough for me because I have not seen the whole season. So maybe I will feel differently when I watch the rest of the episodes. But oh, yeah. if I had to pick one from the ones that I watched, I'm, hmm, I'm, I'm probably going to go with the Jabaro or Yabaro. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. Jabaro is good. That's definitely the one that I had that uh, gave gave me the most to think about i felt i like the i thought the themes were interesting me and christy had a extended conversation mm. after that one. Oh yeah the I, other ones i don't know yeah I'll, I'll be i'll be excited to get into the conversations about the other ones because um i might have a slightly differing opinion than the rest of the crew yeah i was here. um i was gonna suggest that um that uh, you watched Jabara with Christy because I felt like she would. I felt like she would like that one um, a lot too. Yeah, those ones. Those ones are are the. I feel like those ones are are a lot of the like the big. Those three are the big talking points of the um, of the thing. Um, I'm surprised. I feel like I felt like more people would want would be talking about the very pulse of the machine, the one that takes place on that moon. That's sort of like. I think I was kind of honestly like. I was a little let down by that one. I feel like it had a lot of potential to be cool, but like they don't really, there wasn't enough yeah. substance of like, is this metaphorical or is yeah. this actually well, a machine let's, planet? Um, let's, yeah. You know, I just, I just realized we should start, let's talk about the ones that Brent had seen so that if that takes us to time, then uh, we don't have to spoil any of the ones that Brent had ah, seen. Ah, good point. Um, that's fair but also i don't care about spoilers yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah let's do that first <laughs> yeah okay. um all right well first let's talk about uh all right i guess let's talk about swarm first because that one that one <laughs> okay bobby you seem you seem itching to talk about swarm i mean i'm i'm very much itching to talk about it um, um i really like uh <clears throat> so yeah you want to give a quick a quick a quick breakdown of it first quick yeah quick i'll years. give a little i'll give a little synopsis um so so basically uh, two human scientists are in this large alien kind of like society, uh, or I guess you wouldn't really call it a society. You'd call it more of like an alien nest. Yeah, they refer to it um, as it, it is the titular swarm. The titular swarm. So basically, like this guy gets dropped off, and the aliens that drop him off there are like, "We're why are you humans so interested in learning about this like giant?" alien except, like swarm <laughs> except they sound and they're like, like it's so funny those characters feel like in a like a complete ripoff of this alien race from mass effect that like basically really? look and sound exactly oh, like that so it's funny. weird the only <laughs> difference is that the mass effect wants to speak in english uh, but uh, i mean this one <laughs> this, uh this one was directed by um 
by uh tim miller um okay one of the yeah tim miller and the, the whole project we didn't give a really good breakdown of what love death and robots is it's it's like a it's like an animated anthology of like these these different shorts that explore various you know most of them are 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 sci-fi ish um they they explore different different themes that get you thinking basically and it was it was it was um put together by tim miller and david uh fincher um two very famous film director guys yeah uh, so i guess to kind of yeah. go back to to this one specifically uh the swarm <clears throat> you kind of start off with this scientist going to this alien entity and it's basically i guess you could say like almost like a bee's nest where you go inside and it's just this giant like crater in the middle of space and there's all these little different types of of alien creatures that are kind of mindless but they're all doing their own job they're all doing a task that benefits the greater hive and they're kind of studying this being because it's it's a perfect being and they want to learn from it so they can kind of reproduce their own version of it for society for their own society to kind of fix humanity i guess uh but in order to do that they need to infiltrate it and uh steal one of its eggs um and the other scientist that's there is kind of like studying it in a way that's non-invasive she's kind of just watching and trying to be a part of it um and what really made this one stand out to me was the scene where you the 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 hive mind creates a new sort of organism inside of it that is like intelligent by kind of absorbing and like infiltrating the brain of one of the scientists to to sort of communicate with the other scientists um and this like little like thing goes floating by and it's just like like a little like fish looking thing that it's just like eating like dust and it's like and the the hive mind through the scientist says this creature was once uh like great alien species that was taking over the galaxy and it tried to like come in to the hive and take over and look at it now it's just this like bottom feeder that has like evolved into a a creature in the swarm that just kind of like has a little job and its job is just to eat poop basically and it kind of reminded me of the All Tomorrows episode that we did, where we talk about the future of humanity. Yeah. And like how humans kind of evolve into these like weird offshoot versions of humans where they like some of them become dumber and they just become these like bottom feeding type like creatures that have almost like a human esque like resemblance, but like they're not anymore human at all. And it made me think of that and I was like, oh, that's creepy. Like the swarm like absorbs all alien life around it that try to like take advantage of it. And it turns them over time into these like tools by, by like just like slowly evolving them into these like dumb mindless like parts of the swarm. And so I kind of thought like the whole swarm maybe is like all just different types of aliens that have tried to infiltrate and like take over over time yeah i think they that sort didn't of didn't succeed um, yeah like the only the only, the original alien right was like the queen or or the um although i i i guess yeah it would it would it would depend on uh, well i mean it would depend on what what the like we'd have to ask that female scientist what she like studied right because you would yeah. have to look at I guess sort of the different eggs that each one of those like casts of the of the aliens comes from 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would assume that, yeah, there's a certain amount of them that are swarm. And then, and then beyond that, it's all just everything that's been assimilated. Um, yeah, well, you kind of look at like, um, like those sharks in the ocean that, that have like the smaller fish that kind of stick to them and like suck off like the, the yeah. like parasites. And it, it's like this, like, what's the word? Um, symbiotic, symbiotic relationship. Thank you, Brent. Where like you one creature kind of becomes just a part of another creature and i think there's just really like dark kind of like spooky feeling you get when you think about like an intelligent being becoming that type of thing like oh my god this like this alien species had so much potential and it just like devolved into this like poop eating like thing that just floats around mindlessly and like that's just like that's the kind of horror that i really like like it's just like weird to think about and that's why that episode kind of stuck with me so much. Yeah. And I was kind of left disappointed at the end because it leaves you yeah, on kind so of I a cliffhanger. Say, I, I wanted to talk about the ending of this one in particular. This is, I felt like this was kind of the case for a few episodes for me where I was like, I liked the idea. I liked where it was going. And then it the ends kind of left me a little cold. So in this yeah. one in particular, the way it ends where it basically like this sort of, you know, quote-unquote sentient uh, thing that the swarm creates that's like talking through the female scientist like by attaching to her brain or whatever basically it's like basically it's like our we're gonna we know exactly what you're doing and like this is what's gonna happen to you if you like you keep trying to do what you're doing and then the other human scientist is like okay uh i'm gonna choose to live and it's like cool let's hang out and i'm like wait what <laughs> Is yeah, I, I was kind of <laughs> expecting like a jump cut to like ten thousand years in the future, and you see like maybe like a fish like human but looking thing my, my, where it's like well, mwah, yeah. Mwah. But my my they bigger question, my bigger question is why does he let it let him live if he knows that uh his plan was to just take over? The, like, what is his ultimate their ultimate plan for this other scientist who was really kind of like the catalyst for? Uh, the two of them even trying to do anything to sort of like take the swarm and use it for their own kind of selfish purposes or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I think I the think, ending is you're just supposed to. It's you're just supposed to. I think it's just supposed to leave you wondering, like, ooh, which side, like, which side wins? Yeah, that, like, I was gonna say that too. It's like the competition. Like they were like, all right, well, I think humanity will win. And yeah, it's like, are well, humans are humans different? You know, or or are we all are we all the same? Um. I think one of the, the, um, like, I think part of the reason and one of the really interesting lines that the, um, that the intelligence says is that, um, is it says that it says intelligence is not, um, a benefit. It's not a benefit to survival. (laughs) Yeah. Um, that was cool. Yeah. I I think it kind of like, I don't know. I I think also by letting the, the, by, by having the swarm just saying, being like, all right like because like sure you can try like they, they've said the swarm has has existed for thousands of years and there have been however many um species that have tried to do uh, that have tried to exploit it and that have never worked um and so at this point it's kind of like the swarm has like a sort of arrogance where it's like all right i mean you guys can try but you're not gonna it's hedging its bets against like yeah. like humanity thinks that by taking the swarm and using it to create their own perfect society yeah that they'll like succeed in that but like the swarm knows 
you're just with intelligence like you're gonna learn that in order to have the swarm on your side you're gonna need to give up yeah intelligence and it might be i mean it, this might be looking into it too deep it might be one of those things where it's like oh yeah the creators didn't intend that at all but um i like to think it goes back to the the idea of of um the uh that that species that they were talking about where they essentially bred the intelligence out of it um where it's and and where he and going back even further when he, when he's talking to the female scientist about um you know the the moral choice of of should we like take another should we take an egg and breed a slave race and he's like oh you said yourself like they don't they're not sentient they don't feel um and then to the swarm it's like oh okay well you know either i can take over your body and use your use your physical and genetic uh data or you can stay sentient and all that's going to happen anyway because it, it doesn't even matter the swarm keeps on surviving because that's what survival does it is so interesting and that, that's why i like that was my favorite one because yeah, yeah. it left me thinking a lot after yeah because and also not just the ending like the 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 concept of the of the perfectly organized organic um community because uh, there are those those the there are still some of those symbiotic species that you have their own la like that still retain their their alien language within the swarm yeah um and i mean we have we have those things on earth and so that was interesting to think about like ant farms and and beehives yeah. and i don't know it was just uh it was just cool i i really like that one i don't i do agree with you brent i don't like how it ended um, I do wish they kind of alluded to like one or the other, but a lot of the episodes kind of had that in the season. Yeah, I don't know. I just it, to me it wasn't even that it was didn't have like a conclusive ending. Like I'm okay with some open endedness when it's, it makes you think about it more. I just I don't know. Maybe it's it just didn't quite land for me. It just felt like it kind of undercut itself with that ending. No, the dude's like, attitude was like this, weird. Yeah, it was just kind of like well you kind of said all this other stuff before about like how like you can try this, but it's like pointless. Cause we just like completely destroy or co take over anyone who tries to take over us. And then it was like, Oh, but you, s I kind of like talking to you though. So like, let's, let's, you know, not kill you or yeah, that was weird. Take you over too. like, I, I, it just, it seemed a little weird. It felt like it was like maybe trying to be, more profound than it was mm -hmm. to the point where I just kind of left kind of scratching my head a little bit where I was oh, like yeah, yeah. I really liked it up until that last bit and I was like hmm I don't know if that part worked for me yeah um, I kind of but I overall as a whole I did like it and, and the animation style it was probably like one of my favorites like animation wise like I yeah. don't know why I just kind of like really like the, the visuals of that one um, yeah this was the, the um the same studio did swarm uh did bad traveling mm. yeah you could tell they were they were the same style um i what was you guys's favorite before we get into the next one what was you guys's favorite animation style for the whole thing uh well again i didn't see the whole thing so i'm just go based on the ones that i had it, it would be swarm, swarm yeah i was actually gonna say my favorite is jabaro maybe that's a good segue into jabaro um, interesting uh, I, really, I, I really liked how weird it was i really liked um 
I really enjoyed Night of the Mini Dead and Kill Team Kill. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. I enjoyed all of them <laughs> for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. My least favorite one was was very Pulse of the Machine, but I just... Animation-wise? Yeah, yeah. I just don't like that. Uh, I think it ends up kind of being stiff and lifeless, but that's whatever. Um, but yeah, we can talk about Jabaro now. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah that so, one was really cool. I would say that's probably my second I favorite I like Jabaro okay. a lot. Yeah, so I guess since this is the one that I've submitted as my favorite, I'll give sort of like the brief synopsis of the, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, episode. Yeah. So w- this one starts, we have um, a group of knights that are kind of traveling through the forest. And um, what we, we kind of focus in on one particular knight who appears to be deaf. Uh, there, there's like a brief scene of him doing sign language with another knight. Um, and they appear to be coming upon some sort of meeting with some priestesses or <laughs> witches. I don't really know. It's not really explained. It's probably not, it's not really important either. But they're having some sort of like sort of meeting in the middle of this woods that's on this pond or lake. Um, I don't know what you want to call it. I would say it's kind of like a pond to me. Um, it almost looks like a little like, it almost looks creek, like Yellowstone or, or something. Creek maybe, like yeah. a creek sort of thing. Um, so this meeting is going on, you know, the knights start putting their swords on the ground and bowing to these like priestesses or whatever. And then this like, um, I don't know what you would call it, a sort of like banshee siren type creature woman comes out of the water and starts shrieking and doing this sort of interpretive dance type stuff. And it's basically makes like all the people go crazy and start like, rushing towards the water and they're like killing each other like trying to get to this banshee woman and, and she's like made of like gold and jewelry yeah and she's like, she yeah she kind of it's like she's like a banshee slash golem slash siren like thing. <laughs> siren yeah she, she's got a lot of things going she's on got really like, cool look she's um, like sequined and bedazzled <laughs> yeah, yeah. So all, all these knights and priestess people are like basically like killing each other, trying to get at her in the lake, and she's sort of like just luring them in. Um, and they all slowly either like kill each other or sink to the bottom of the lake and yeah. drown to death, except for the one deaf guy who mm. doesn't know what's going on initially because he can't hear the siren call that's like luring all these people out into the water and making them go crazy. And so eventually he's the only person left along with the siren and she keeps, you know, screaming at him to try to lure him out and she kind of realizes like, oh wait, this, it's not working. What, is, mm. what the hell? What's going on? And so she, she kind of like slinks away and he freaks out and basically just runs for his life because he's just watched his entire battalion or whatever die or kill each other. Mm-hmm. And so he's freaking out. He's trying to run away um and on his horseback and he in his panic accidentally runs into a tree and knocks himself out he uh, wakes up and then sort of finds like a quiet place to kind of sleep for the night and then uh, after he goes to sleep basically the uh, siren finds him and it's sort of like fixated on him like kind of obsessed with him like this idea of I guess someone who isn't like compelled to kill themselves for her and starts to basically like i don't know like she like like wants to get close to him yeah it just kind of like 
Yeah, yeah she's it's, just it's a like, very curious about him. Yeah, yeah, but but also in this sort of like like infatuation sort of way where she it seems like she might be a sort of like quote unquote in love with him, but like in that sort of like obsessive like infatuation sort of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so she like and it's all very evocative. Like it's it's all like. I think it's literally like choreographed in a way where they like filmed dancers and like use that as their like reference for the animations. Oh, they, it's they, very they, like they expressive. Must have, they yeah. must have either yeah. done motion tracking or or just done like yeah. um. Well, we, we, we can talk about it more when we're done because yeah. me, me and Christy yeah. did a lot of reading about this one afterwards. But uh, yeah. So anyway, so he, she basically like cuddles up with him for the night and sleeps there with him, and he wakes up in the morning and realizes like, oh shit, this is siren thing is just like like making me the little spoon here yeah. <laughs> and, and he kind of like freaks out and like um I, I don't know if they like really fight each other but like she like is like trying to get close to him and he's like oh jesus christ you know get away from me and there's this sort of like pursuit you know where she's like running away and he's like i think trying to basically kill her um yeah uh, I, I was kind of confused by that because like so what like, happens he's like is running when, after her when he when he when she cuddles up with him, mm. he notices pieces of her come off in his hand, and he notices that she's made of gold. Oh and then, yeah, and that's, that's right. Why, that's it, why it, he chases it cuts after his her. hands. That's yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So it like yeah, like right. her sequence gets stuck in his hand. Yeah. So, so he's yeah, like, so, oh, I'm gonna go kill her and get the gold. Yeah, yeah. basically, she she basically wants to get near him because well. Th- Bobby, if you see she, a magical Chris, well, I mean, we'll talk about it, we'll talk about it, but can you keep well, going? <laughs> yeah, so, so he, there's this, like, pursuit where they're kind of, like, she's, like, trying to, like, lure him to be near her, and he's trying to get close to her, too, and they eventually end up at the top of this waterfall, and she starts to lay a smooch on him, but her lips and teeth are basically, like, made out of sharp, like, glass and rocks or whatever and it cuts I like his sequins mouth. i think sequins yeah. is it <laughs> yeah but like that's why you know, I think like, it is kind of sequiny because there's a there's it a, looks like sequins but yeah. Uh, yeah like a sharper sequins i mean that yeah. part was hard to watch because like she kisses him and his mouth starts bleeding and it's just like he's kind of yeah. like oh yeah i'm like hurt yeah i'm like oh his tongue must be blended up but yeah, yeah he seems fine afterwards yeah, yeah so okay. yeah so they're they they're kissing and they end up on the ground and he basically headbutts her and knocks her out and then in the while she's knocked out he kind of drags her to land and just starts like ripping all the gold and jewels off of her body which and it's like as he's doing it like blood is spilling out of her so like it's basically like a part of her almost that almost like scales like like yeah it kind of felt like he was defeathering her yeah he was like so he skinning her yeah, yeah, so he rips all all the jewels pretty much off of her body and the gold and throws her lifeless body into the river and let, lets it just kind of wash down the waterfall and he's trying to run away with all the gold and jewels that he's collected. That was and, his mistake. He should have left her on land. And in the water, she basically... The water basically turns to blood almost. Um, yeah. And while he's like trying to... Um, drink some of the water to like i don't know have some water i guess because he's like you know been bleeding and beaten and battered over the last like 24 hours (laughs) uh the blood actually 
heals his hearing and allows him to hear again. And he starts freaking out because he's, you know, been deaf his whole life, we can presume, and is like freaking out by the sound of the birds and his own screaming and stuff. And he's slashing around at the air and the uh, siren woman is revived in the water and, and basically is like shriek crying over the fact that like, her body has been like ripped of all its jewels and gold. But now the deaf man can hear it. And so he's being lured into the water by this and eventually ends up uh, sinking to the bottom of the lake, creek, whatever, mm-hmm. but because of his armor and dies. When and she got revived, she still was like, she still didn't have any, she was still stripped of all of her gold and jewels. Yep. And everything. Yep. Um, yeah. And she seemed like horrified by kind of like the fact that she was basically without all this on her body anymore. She looked like a dog after they get a haircut and just like tail between their legs like, oh, yeah. Yeah. where's my hair? And so he dies and she is left sort of heartbroken seemingly by this whole situation and that's where we end this episode. When he... Yeah. Um, when the blood... I just need to say this before I forget because I was I was <laughs> thinking about this for so long. When when the When she first started like leaking her blood and turning all the water to blood i was thinking my first thought was if he i wonder if he's going to drink that and have his hearing healed and i have no idea why i just assumed that that's what they were going to do um but like when when i think it was because when she was still alive i was like he needs to i was like oh she's going to get I knew that I knew that he was going to fall. I don't know. I, I knew that he was like that. He that some. I, I I don't know. It was very strange. It was, it was very strange revenge. that I. Like, I think they did a really good. Maybe that. Maybe that's. Sorry. Yeah. Maybe they just did a really good job of like conveying that through cinematic. Well, I think language. what they did. I think what they did that really kind of told that story well is because I felt the same way. Like I was like, they're definitely going to make him here again. I think it's because of the shots from his perspective, or I guess like when they were close up on him, where there was no sound. I can't remember. Was it was it his perspective, or was it like his face? I can't remember. Um, well, it, it would both. be it would be kind of both. Yeah. Like when you, it would be whenever it was his sort of point of view, there would be no. And sound. they would like, yeah. yeah, they would have this like kind of like muffled like, yeah. like you'd hear like everything, and I think that kind of like made me feel like eventually they were going to show his perspective. Mm, of yeah, this new probably. reality where he can hear her whether or not he can hear everything else i wasn't sure but i was like he's definitely going to hear her at some point um and maybe like the blood getting in his system meant that she could kind of magically travel right to his ears but she somehow revived his hearing and i think that was kind of you kind of saw that coming with those shots mm. i mean they did such a good job with this one i i was really impressed by the animation even though it didn't look realistic the movements were like insane. Yeah. So speaking of the animation, so me and Christy at first were very confused by this. We we're like, this has to be like stop motion animation where they had like actual actors and they just kind of did, you know, you know, guy in green suit with the balls on it and like, yeah. just like track the animation to that. That's actually not how they did it. Apparently how oh. they did it was they filmed actual dancers, like, like, like interpretive dancers, ballerinas and stuff for like the knights and you know, the siren and then use that to do bait keyframe animation for oh, all so the like movements. a rotoscope almost wow yeah yeah, yeah. so it was, i thought that was really imp- that made me more impressed because at first i was like 
I don't know how I feel about this animation style. It's interesting. It's kind of, but it had like a little bit of that uncanny valley mm. elements to it at times, particularly with like the the knights and mm-hmm. stuff. You know, like their faces were just like a little bit kind of like they were like a little bit too trying to be realistic and not stylized yeah. enough. Well, where it just a, felt weird. There's like, a few you know. freeze frames where they're like they are. Um, um they're uh like whenever they're whenever they're um when 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 they're the the scene where the camera like turns towards them and all of their the faces of everyone shows that they're all crazy yeah they're all crazy in love um Mm -hmm. with the woman uh Mm -hmm. i think that that one is is uh uh that scene, they're like, I, I, I posited at that to look at a bunch of their at a bunch of their faces, and they do a lot of like off model stuff and a lot of like where where it goes beyond what any any real human face would do. And I think that's yeah. probably like because there's a lot of this like ultra. Because if you look at like the stills of Jabaro, you're like the 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 ultra realistic rendering and everything. It looks amazing. Um, but Jabaro in the move in motion is very strange. And I think it's because it's the, 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 like this hyper expressive, um, mixed with the, uh, mixed with this, 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 uh, really photorealistic re- uh, rendering. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, the textures were amazing. Like when they showed like the, any like close up textures, like it was just so, I wouldn't even say realistic. It was just so like different from what we've seen before in animation, yeah. like the bells of like the horses like jingling and like yeah, just the sound design mixed with the visuals was really cool. Yeah, this this I mean this kind of animation people do a lot. It's just not it just it doesn't go into mainstream because it's yeah it's, um a ton more goes goes into doing this than than Have like to imagine yeah, yeah than yeah. than than doing um. Like, I mean, I, not to say a lot doesn't go into the Pixar movies, but there's a reason why they, they can be, you know, an hour and a half long, um, mm-hmm. whereas this was only like 20 minutes or whatever. But, um, but yeah, yeah, it is, it is, um, it's, uh, it's cool. The, um, the textures are, are, are very, uh, and like the lighting, I think it, it's, uh, it's, um, you never watched season two, Bobby, but or Brent, but Bobby, do you yeah. remember um, the one with uh, Michael B. Jordan? Yes, that one was gross and great. I mean, it was cool, but that yeah. one was <laughs> um, uh, that one was not live action at all. I found out after yeah. by looking because I found out that 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 was the same studio that did th- that did not that that did the that did um, the ones we were just talking about. That Blur Studio did that one. Um, the one who did Swarm and the one who did uh, Bad Traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I was like, dang, dude, this is like, this is. Well, the Michael B. Jordan one was like, I, I it couldn't. Was, you had to literally look it up. Like, is yeah, this real yeah, or not? I it think, was so, so good. Yeah. The lighting on that one was also, it helped a lot because a lot of it was in shadow and stuff. But um, enough about the animations and stuff. Of, yeah. Of- so. I, w- I want to I want to posit a question to you boys about this episode in particular. Yeah. Um, who do you think is the protagonist of this story in uh, particular? 
Well, I actually, probably the horse. No. <laughs> yeah, they're probably yeah, probably that one horse that lives who runs away. Um, yeah. I I actually I I I read into this one too. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the meaning, but I I mean I looked into a meaning behind a bunch of them in preparation for talking about this. Um, so, uh, Bobby, why don't you answer first? Sure. I mean, listen, I'm a simple man. I'm a simple. I'm a simple person. I would say um the guy <laughs> i don't know i just felt like he was the person i was naturally drawn to as like i'm on his side um i he was dumb he made a lot of bad decisions like he was kind of evil but i didn't really feel bad for the banshee i was kind of just like you know you're just a weirdo like get out of my face like stop trying to attract these people into your little like creek hmm. i don't know like i think it was just my natural kind of human like i don't like this monster um and i felt like she had very little humanity in her um even when she was kind of showing these signs of like curiosity and like oh my god like someone who's not afraid of me like she had this mystical presence that creeped me out and i was like she's not to me she was the villain and yeah. uh yeah so i would say that the deaf guy for sure yeah. I also felt bad for him because he was deaf. I know that's maybe weird, but like, I was like, oh man, like, he's like, a, he's got a handicap. Like, I know to him it might, it's actually not in this case, but, um, yeah, that's my, it's my simple man answer. Yeah, yeah. Simple, well, dude, she's very simple. She's scary. Well, I. She's scary. I um. Yeah. Well, because I, yeah, having read about it and like, and I kind of know that the um. Like w- like what the knights represent and what the lady is supposed to represent, and knowing that, it's really easy to see how like the golden woman is supposed to be the like protagonist of it, kind of. Hmm. Um, I mean, it's hard to uh, like from that lens specifically, but you can't obviously you can't because everyone who watches it isn't gonna instantly know that, so you can't just say that, yeah. but. Um, I don't know. It's honestly, it's it's really hard to say because nobody's really. It's kind of a zero. It's a kind of a zero sum game. This 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 uh, this one is. Nobody is really the victor at the end of it. You know. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I it's kind of just sad. Yeah. Yeah. I I just found this one. I thought this one had a lot of like a lot of gristle to chew on, a lot of meat on the bones as far as like being thought-provoking yeah for sure Because to me to me it feels like i don't know it's interesting like there's a lot of to me a lot of symbolism in the two characters like i feel like the the the, sort of the the golden woman the uh the the banshee sort of is just like i don't know i i kind of saw it as more of like sort of a metaphor for like being an outsider who's Mm -hmm. misunderstood and like can't be accepted by normal society but then like is finds like that sort of inroad to like maybe being accepted mm. and then instead of being accepted they're exploited mm. for like what their worth is like by this she like thinks to have this like ability to actually like connect and be a part of like that greater world when you have this like inroad with this knight, but then it turns out the knight is really only interested in taking from her, like whatever 
wealth he can get from her, you know, mm -hmm. whatever gain he can derive. I don't know. I just, I thought it was interesting. It, it just made me think about, you know, I don't know. I kind of feel it, the same way um, on the opposite It's about end. capitalism, Bobby, all right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of feel the same way uh, on the opposite end, though. I think that you could argue that, you know, the, mm -hmm. the, the, the deaf guy <clears throat> maybe has kind of had, it felt isolated his whole life. Um, it doesn't read that way to me, though, because he seems like pretty like ingratiated in the group to the point where like other people in the group are doing sign language. Yeah, to he seems with them. He yeah. seems pretty accepted. He seems yeah. uh, he seems aloof and not outcasted. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's definitely not outcasted. Yeah, because um, that, yeah, that one guy, true. that one guy made sure that he was still, and they seem to be like, they seem to be a very, I mean, they're meeting with, with that, like that or that religious order or whatever. Um, I sort of, I, I, I read one inter person's interpretation where they talk about how, um, the, uh, the knights are purposefully stylized. Out, you're not they're not supposed to be anywhere really but they're purposely stylized off of um like spanish conquistadors right yeah um and supposed to sort of invoke the the idea of them going into south america and and colonizing it and the golden woman can represent the like the native population in the native land and how it was taken and exploited and about how at first like her being her being intrigued by him at night is like at first the natives were willing to you know and interested in these in these new people but then they get they get exploited and it's only mm. after you know it's only after the bloods in the water and that that the the people have tasted the blood in their mouth that they've they've realized the mistakes that they've made but by that point the damage is already done mm. Um, I do wonder. I, I kind of this but is a little bit. But that's what's great about this is you can you can you can um, take away so much from it. It's true. I this is less deep. This is more like kind of surface level stuff. But I wonder if um, her in the lore of this world, if her gold came from the armor of former like intruders. I guess like she kind of like picks the prettiest. Oh yeah. Things she sees and they kind of incorporates into her body i the thing that always kind of like <clears throat> bothered me about kind of metaphorically looking at her as the protagonist is like this is so simple-minded <laughs> and don't make fun mm -hmm. of me but just don't scream just don't well, like don't yeah, open yeah, your yeah. mouth i just think, shut up <laughs> i think that's such a that's such a it's such a hard i think that's, that's something that's so interesting about this is because we're forced to only know what is what is shown to us on the screen and so much of the of 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 the moral and ethical correct place to view the short from and who's the protagonist or not depends so much on where these people were before this short started right yeah, yeah, yeah. um like and then we, we don't get that information yeah, yeah like we have no idea the context of why of why the, that group of people is there and why she's in the lake and who she is and right. what those people are and i mean obviously it can change it and so it like it it, 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 it depending on what it, i mean she, you know she could be an evil spirit they could be you know that could be their backyard that could you know like mm -hmm. um there's a there's a million different things that can change can change you know the interpretation of this and but 
you know, I think there are certain things that 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 like you have to look at in order to in order to sort of analyze it. Like, like he, you know, he is presumably since he's he's a high status knight. He's he, you know, n they don't know what this is. So like, presumably, no one has ever seen her before or has, her, has yeah. ever survived what this type of thing is before. Um, whereas she clearly has encountered many many knights before, as we see at yeah. the end. Um, and, um, all those skeletons in the water. Yeah. And, um, you know, things like this is obviously the first time she's encountered anyone who's been unaffected by her voice. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, um, you know, she's, she's curious as to that. And maybe that's the, you know, that goes back to, that goes back to what, to what Brent said now, about, about the, the outcast. This finally is, yeah, sure. Now in, there is a, Mm -hmm. There is an important detail to note that sort of triggers the events of this that I forgot mm -hmm. to mention off the top is the thing that makes her come out of the lake is the Death Knight pulling a piece of gold out of the lake. Oh, I forgot for about that. Ah. that. That is sort of the triggering event for her to start basically launching her attack is him sort of taking this thing from the lake. Um, so I, I think... I mean, it's a very subtle moment, and it's kind of easy. To, I watched this episode twice, and I f forgot about it even now. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. So th I feel like this is a very important detail uh, that this kind of like launches the events that mm. happen. So I think it's you can kind of presume that what sparks her to do these things is from others taking from this place. <laughs> but was it, was it bait? Maybe. Maybe. Um, Maybe, but, uh, or is it, you know, it's not theirs to take. It's not their mm. outsiders coming into a place and just yeah, yeah. kind of assuming it's fine to just kind of pick up and take whatever you want, you know? Yeah. So, well, I mean, listen, I the lesson, the moral of the story is don't pick up gold in the middle of the woods, people. You never yes. know. What kind of banshees may be lying in the water? Yeah, yeah. You've, you've dug your own grave at that point. But that's just this is what <laughs> I just this is just what I really like about this episode. Is compared to some of the other ones, I just felt that there was a there was a lot to think about with this one, and you, I can totally see all the different reads that everyone has had yeah. for this one. Like, I think they're all like valid reads of it, which is what makes it cool to me. Is there's just so many different ways to kind of come at this one which makes it and a there's lot no of fun to there's me. like no words in it which there's is really no dialogue. There's like aside it's all, from like the hands it's basically like it's like one beginning. big interpretive dance which is kind yeah. of like mm -hmm. kind of dope <laughs> um you know no so. it was a really really I, I agree i mean it was a very cool episode there's so many different ways to look at it um mm -hmm. and i think it was good that they did this as the last one of the season too i mm -hmm. thought that was kind of a good way to end it yeah. on a high note mm-hmm all right, so um, what one we want to talk yeah, about next? I guess yeah. I guess next, crab I guess, boat. I guess last. Um, this will this will bring us to the end. Uh, sure. Is uh, the crab boat bad crab traveling? Boat. <laughs> um. All right. This one. This one was. Uh, uh, th so this one was. <laughs> yeah. This one was done by Blur Studios. This one was directed by big old David Finch himself. David Fincher himself. The big boy. Um. So this one's this one's pretty straightforward. You know, it's it's a tale as old as time. You have a crew of <laughs> of of fishermen who who are fishing for jable sharks, and of course, and I, I also we've all done it. We've all done it. <laughs> I also love the beginning of this one. Starts and it says like 
It's essentially that it, it's basically the Star Wars, like a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It says like it says like long ago on a distant planet, um, sailors used to uh, used to hunt for the great Jable shark and some <laughs> Jablin Jables. Yeah, the Jable. Hey, what's Jablin Jables? And the Jable and like and it's like sometimes the ships would would sink, and uh, those ships are had to have are, are said to have had bad traveling. Um, and you're like, all right. And so then they're in a storm, the, the, the crew's in a storm and this big Thanapod, um, which is essentially just a big crab, uh, like comes up onto the deck and they have, they can't fight this thing at all. You think that they would have some defense. Yeah. I don't even know. I mean, I guess it would like, I guess it's not, I guess they must be mostly like bottom dwellers. Like it must be a rare thing for, for a Thanapod to like get up on a boat like that um yeah because it seemed like because i mean they knew what this thing was and everyone knew and so like it wasn't like a mystery monster you know um like and it did have the ability to just pick up a corpse and make it talk to them so like i don't know it has some interaction with people yeah like why could they not why could they why did they not why did they have zero way to deal with this on this ship anyway ignoring that (laughs) fact entirely you just have to accept that they're um, poor. They can't afford. They can't yeah, afford yeah, maybe the premium uh, crab defense package. All right, I'll take know? it. Boom. There we go. <laughs> um, maybe it's maybe the time period is maybe it's supposed to be a time period thing because it it is supposed it is kind of like piratey times. Anyway, they're on like a pirate ship that looks kind of alien. Just watch the thing to understand what I mean. Um, and a, a thanapod gets on it, and the thanapod gets down into their cargo hold, the giant crab, and it takes a hold of a dead body with one of its tentacles as brent said before and it makes it talk like it manipulates its vocal independence cords. day style yeah yeah, yeah which is yeah the second which is the second time the second time this season that that happened there's always this this is what i find interesting about love death and robots is there's always the weirdest things in common between the episodes like this yeah. one it was it was aliens making speaking through humans like yeah. happened a bunch for some reason um and so in so it's like bring me to this island so that i can eat it uses way less oh, yeah, words cause than it I happened did. in uh it happened in the machine the the mind of the machine too yeah yeah very pulse of the machine pulse of the machine and the and the swarm that's so weird yeah but yeah no they do they do tend to kind of do that yeah. maybe 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 they give like prompts to all the studios and they're like okay here's some keywords that you need to utilize in your own versions of the stories and they see how they kind of yeah i actually know, wonder I, I i would i there's got to be interviews with tim miller and david fincher about how they go about putting this put this put this whole thing together um like because a lot of them are like a lot of these are adapted from short stories as well that we um oh you know what i should have freaking read the short stories that these are adapted from that would have been a way better than i would okay next maybe, maybe <laughs> we'll do maybe we'll do a revisit where we season four yeah, season, where we yeah have no, read this the one short definitely stories. this one definitely felt like it was like like an old like like morality play like parable mm. like like I don't know. It just felt like it was based on like some like grim fairy tale or no, some this shit. One, you know? this, like, yeah, yeah. This one feels like feels like um, an old like like an old Socrates play, an old yeah. Shakespearean play that that where it, that where it's like you know how like it's where it's like every 
every story Shakespeare wrote, you know, there's only like three stories or whatever, where it's like man versus mm-hmm. nature, man versus man, man, or like, it's like one of those things. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know, yeah. But even just like the moral kind of like who done it kind of thing, like the, you know, never, oh, yeah, never yeah, yeah, put yeah. the people over the I would not be the, surprised if there was the group. A, there's for sure an ancient Greek play where they like, where they have to like one by one die on a boat or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, even like mythological yeah, kind yeah, yeah. of like. But anyway, so the Thanapod is like, let me let me out. Um, and so so now we have two issues. The Thanapod's on the boat, and the Thanapod wants to be let out in near near the human thing, near human society. And just like if it can swim up to the top of the shore to jump on a ship, then why it doesn't can't know where it to go? Swim it doesn't know where the, the island edge. is. Okay. It doesn't know where the island is, Bob. And I, Fair, I, I don't think enough. it can swim. I, that's what I think. I think it may be like in my mind, it was like the boat went off course and maybe like bumped up against a coral reef, and the Thanapod was standing on the coral reef. You know how like a tick. This is how this is a, uh, a tick will sit on the edge of a blade of grass and have its arms out and just wait for something to walk by, and then it attaches. Maybe maybe they do like that. Um, yeah, maybe. Anyway, um, uh, so yeah, so it, so it needs to get fed or it's going to, you know, come out and, 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 and eat these people. Um, and so he's like, all right, we'll bring you to the island. The captain of the ship is like, all right, we'll bring you to the island. And then he comes back up to his crew and he's like, all right, here's the deal. We got a Thanapod. Um, we can either bring it to the island or we can go fat further beyond sacrifice only ourselves and and uh put it on this uh on this unpopulated island and he's like we're gonna take a secret vote uh if you're if you want to follow the creature's orders put an x if you want to follow if you want to be a if you want to be a good boy put a o and then he's like and then he kills the people who put the x and he's like those were bad boys we don't want to be bad boys on this ship um and then he he's f- like i specially marked i specially <laughs> kitty cornered the ones yeah 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 uh, everyone's vote so i know who voted what because it was supposed to be a secret ballot but just kidding it's not actually because i have superhuman memory of <laughs> types of kitty quartering of pieces of paper <laughs> well i mean honestly if it's only if it's only there's, it, there's not it's not a crew of like a hundred it's like eight people there's like 10 people yeah, or yeah 10 or eight people so but, is, but you gotta is, remember it's a it's a bit of a stretch, but I'll allow it. I'll but allow you kinda, it. But you kind of you kind of notice in that moment that every single crew member goes, "Yeah, something's oh, up. Shit. Something's up." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you notice because he go because he asks a crew member to step to the side, and then you think he's gonna shoot this one guy in front, and the one guy has like accepted his death, and you're like, "Oh, that guy put an X." But then he kills these other two people, and and he's like, "Those two people put an X," and nobody speaks up, being like, "Um, actually, I put an X, not that other guy." So like, you're like, "What the?" And and, and so you. At that point, I knew something was up. I was like, if I was that guy and that guy, and I think I'm about to get shot, like. I'm saying, I didn't put an X. What are you doing? You were wrong with your stupid paper marking thing. I didn't put an X. So at that point, I'm like, okay, that guy obviously put an X too. Something's up. Yep. Um, so later, the, so they're sailing and and basically to condense it down, the crew tries to mutiny and 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 uh, take over uh, and, and and release the, the crab on the island that has everybody. We find out the crab has laid eggs and there's a ton of babies now, so now the issue is a whole lot bigger. So now the townspeople won't even have a chance to like... Which is another weird theme of the of the season. Crab babies. Crab babies. I mean, babies. think about... Which one? Yeah, I remember that 
Which one had crab? When they babies? go to the giant Cthulhu monster thing in the cave. Oh. And there's these little oh, crab babies. Oh yeah, there's little crab babies. I guess yeah. Crab babies. Those were, but anyway, those were face crabs. Those those weren't ba- crab babies. That's true. For you know, although intelligent <laughs> crabs, maybe maybe I'll give you intelligent crabs. <laughs> anyway, um. Um, so the crab has babies. They all, it turns out that, that every single person ended up having put an X and that guy just needed people to help him sail the ship. So he wasn't going to kill all of them at once and blah, blah, blah. He ends up killing everybody in this really cool action scene. Um, and then, uh, he, well, you find out there's one guy left who's hidden and he's like, yeah, but that's, oh, that, I mean, yeah, that guy, that guy doesn't end up mad. They, they like, I was just fast forward because that like those kind of details don't matter really. It's just whatever. Well, that's kind of when they reveal, right? When he's yeah, like but it's, holds I, him over it, yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah. They all try and to kill like, him, and then it reveals that they all put the X. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He's like you all put an X. I said that, down. Bob. If you were paying attention, I know you said it, but I I just thought I, I thought it was just, interesting that there was that one guy who was like hiding. Oh and he yeah, was like, oh, I mean no, yeah, but that was just for that was that was, was that was just to be dramatic. <laughs> that wasn't that didn't like have any impact on any of the themes or, or, <laughs> no, the, or the actual story or anything. That's why I and skipped over it, Bob. Say, I was and that's because why we he could say X gonna give it to you because what? I knew and we were close to, to an hour and I was trying to save time, but now we've <laughs> now wasted even more time because Bob made us go back and now I got to explain to Bob. But I like to eat your guy anyway, in the uh, treasure chest. It's revealed that Jable sharks are not hunted for their meat or for their hide, but for their for their earl, for their high quality earl, for their oil. And then he uh, so he cracks open a couple of barrels and then he lights it on fire and he jumps off the boat. And he hopefully kills the crab and all the bad little crab babies. And then he rows towards civilization. Ain't no way all those crab babies died. Um, there's no way. That was my first thought when it was over. Uh, I was like, there's no way they died. They probably drifted out to sea. What do you mean they were all in a big explosion of fire, dude? There were so many of them. One of them or two of them had to have lived. Well, they're not I don't know, on the island. Another, this was another thing that I kind of was disappointed with. Uh, this This episode had more of a conclusive ending, but I kind of expected it to like cut forward to like a week later and the guy gets back to the town on, and then you see a crab baby go, no that would have been so dumb i would have been so mad at that that would have been so stupid i i don't know i was expecting it you don't need anything more we what what I more do you did. need to know other than that's obviously not the there's other how about this there's other those creatures on that planet obviously true so there's i don't know i just kind of like felt like they set up these like cool like Ooh, endings and then they never like fulfilled them which is i guess kind of the thing with love death robots i don't know like the swarm one like i was expecting like i was expecting to sh- them to cut forward ten thousand years and you to see whether or not the humans did it i was expecting do you need every single story after it ends to cut forward ten thousand years and for you to see how everything resolved Yes. No. no. Yes. That's okay. Start reading the Dune series because uh, that's basically how that. That's book exactly. Goes. That's yeah. You would love <laughs> the Dune series. You, you, you jump forward about ten thousand mm. years and you become a god emperor slug man. Oh, yes. no one you gets finally, you. You finally finished yes. the book. 
I, I finished Children of Dune. I started uh, God Emperor of Dune. Heck and, um, yeah, dude. The end of Children uh, of Dune is like, what? It's like, what? <laughs> Did that yeah. just happen? What? Are you Dune kidding? is... I've been kind of obsessed with Dune recently. I gotta be honest. Uh, I, I am so into the lore now, but like... It, 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 but anyway, it's that's absurd. a whole other topic. It's absurd. How, wait, how far, how far into, into God Emperor Dune are you? I just started oh, okay, it like, okay, this okay. week, so I finished Children like the other day. It took me a while because nice. I'll be honest, Children is probably like the one I like the least of the three that I've read so far. Oh, really? But I mean, it. I I appreciate like what Frank Herbert is doing with the themes and sort of like the idea of like the fallibility of the Messiah figure and how you shouldn't trust the Messiah figure. And the only way to move forward past sort of like these, you know cults of personality is for the humanity to evolve beyond humanity because mm-hmm. like the only way for us to like actually get past that sort of stuff is to stop being human i guess the swarm it's kind of like the message that i'm getting from frank the in swarm this. Yeah. Like it's maybe the if same I just, thing if you stop nah, being human and doing swarm. human shit then we'll everything will be good but then he becomes slug emperor man god and it's just like, man, no one fucking gets it. These people, these fucking people, you know, all this jihading oh, and stuff that you we gotta did. learn. You gotta, you, you, you gotta learn more about the golden path. Oh God, you gotta just... learn more. You got, you got a lot about the golden path. You got a lot about the fish speakers that you gotta learn. Yeah, you know, it's, it's fine. I, I've been reading <laughs> up on the, I've been reading up on the some advanced like Dune lore, like the Butlerian jihad and stuff. I'm oh, like, so yeah, I'm waiting. I was till... having questions. I had some questions. I was like, well, hold on a second. If spice is the only way for us to space travel, then how do they ever end up at Arrakis and all these other planets to begin with? And then I'm like, oh, well, they use computers and yeah, stuff they used before. To have and then there's the Butlerian Jihad where they got rid of all the computers. And that's when you started getting you, the Mentats and the Spacing shall. Guild. Yeah. yeah. You shall not create <laughs> a machine in, in the shape of a human mind or something. Something's, yeah, yeah. Anyway, dumb. this has nothing to do with love, death, robots. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> what, would you have? Would you have? Would you have? Uh, would you have sacrificed yourself for the island? Mm. Uh, no. Well, okay. If you just, I would have been like, "How we? How do we? How?" I would have been like, "What do you mean? We're gonna open up the cargo bay and we're gonna say, okay, go,' and he's gonna ignore us? Like that's ridiculous. <laughs> obviously, he's not gonna do that." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you obviously you kind of have to have a, a little bit of a mutiny by the captain in order to do. To, to distract the crab and feed him until you get to the island. So it's like, if they had all put O's, would they have survived? Someone would have had to sacrifice themselves. Um, right. Uh, yeah, it's tricky because, like, I mean, it's it feels like, at first, it started out seemed like, oh, well, this this one captain guy or self, or the uh, selected captain or whatever, he makes himself the captain, Uh it's supposed to be interpreted as sort of like the moral arbiter of the story, but in a lot of respects, I feel like he's sort of like a master manipulator in that like he like kind of knew like what these people would do and just like manipulated them into doing what he wanted them to do so that he could execute his ultimate plan, which was to blow up the boat and get away on the one lifeboat or whatever. Yeah, why didn't he so, tell like, him about yeah. that? Why didn't he why didn't he suggest that plan to them before? <laughs> well, like Bobby said, like you 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 need, you need to, to feed the crap to feed dude. them enough to get to the point where you can trick and be like all right we're here Sight, oh yeah yeah blow he had it up to, he had to get, get close bo- both the shore plus yeah i don't think they could fit all 10 of them on that one small lifeboat or whatever yeah. rowboat so yeah, yeah i mean 
I if I were Super one of the rude. people, I would jump ship. I'd just be like, peace. You would jump yeah, ship I'm and just, just die and drown. Just drown. I'd I'd swim somewhere. I would swim until I either drowned. I I, I would not want to be eaten alive by the the the. You'd rather man. get eaten alive by a jable shark. Mm-hmm. Yes. What's jable and jable? Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. It was um, yeah. It was it was uh. It's it's sort of interesting. I mean, yeah, you can look at it. I guess I guess there 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 takes some sort of. You have to assume that Captain Guy's motives, right? I think in order to mm-hmm. in order to come. So, right, if you're assuming, you know, he's true of heart or whatever, then you, it's sort of you can you sort of look at it with this frame of like, oh, it's ironic that the only one with the sacrificial mindset is the one who ended up surviving, but. You know, on the opposite side of that, clearly he was manipulative and stuff, and like, yeah, no, I think Brent's right. I don't think that he was uh, ever planning on sacrificing himself. He's a little sociopathic to me, to to the like, because he had everything planned out, and like, Mm -hmm. it seems like, like in every situation, he knew exactly what he needed to do. Like, you know, he got the key. Like as soon as he was the one to talk to the crab, you know, he knew he's like, I need this one thing from you, which was. The key to that lockbox that had the gun, so that he yeah. Could use the well, gun so to I think of... the crab ate the original captain that right. had that key yeah. to the lockbox mm-hmm. that had the only gun. Um, mm-hmm. Which again, I love how it's on a different planet. Just so we, just so it's like okay, uh, yeah. The in this world, that's where the gun. Because if they were pirates, every single one of them. If they were pirates on Earth, every single one of them has a gun. Right. Yeah. Whereas in this world, you know, they have one gun, and they they're really they're really stringent about their gun safety <laughs> yeah, on yeah, this boat. Yeah. You know, they keep it yeah. in their designated lockbox in its <laughs> rifle place. Yeah, this is so, <laughs> you know? this is so funny to me. Um, but yeah, so he, but like they they were like, all right, we're gonna be when they were doing the like the straw picking thing, and like who picks the short straw, and the big beefy guy picked the short straw to to originally be the one to go down and check out the thanopod but then he was like he's like all right now that we've chosen a leader i don't yeah that wasn't i did i at first i was like oh was that supposed to be like david 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 fincher being like oh on this planet that, that i'm gonna subvert the expectation of the short straw drawing um but then i realized no the big guy just was literally throwing his weight around after he after yeah. he drew the short straw and he didn't want to do that and so like i don't know it's kind of hard though to feel like like yes that guy is you know manipulative and in in, in, a, in a, like a master tactician in that scenario but he'd also been tossed down in there yeah. oh, sure. from the like he was like, kind of the first yeah, yeah, the rest of them, yeah, that, i don't feel yeah. bad for I'm, the rest of them no no no, no not at all <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> the rest but it of also them wasn't like, like his like he wasn't as like, altruistic as you, you might think yeah he is by you know I we gotta save it, the island yeah i think unquote, it's i know? think it's it's i think there's a lot of like there's uh 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 you know themes of like of of what of of what makes a survivor who survives kind of thing um mm-hmm. like the 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 kind of mindset that 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 quote unquote survivors uh have you know and like cuz it's it's interesting one of the you know uh some of the listeners may may or may not know I am an eagle scout um and mm. one of the first things they teach you about wilderness survival is don't is don't be a hero 
Um, and it's always my quote: "Don't be a hero." Yeah, is don't be a yep. hero. That, because, is, that is Brent's favorite and, thing to say. And whenever, whenever, whenever people would say, "Why?" People would say, the the answer is because heroes die. <laughs> mm. um, which is which I think is very true. Uh, I think I think that's very true in this in this uh, bad traveling short. That yeah, <laughs> heroes die. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, if you look at the movie, the other movie, like. You look at the movies that David Fincher has directed. He loves, he loves exploring characters like this and, um, and stuff. Dude, he loves exploring sociopaths. Zodiac, Fight Club, The Social Network. <laughs> I kind of like how the common theme of a lot of these episodes is like you don't know who the good guy is. You don't know who you're supposed to root for. In in some of them, like um, the Cthulhu one with the the military group that goes into the cave, like you're like rooting for like the commander this whole time, and then he ends up being like the evil one. What I was rooting you know, for the I was rooting for the lady the whole time. No, yeah, I mean, I I started off rooting for the commander, and then you kind of like switch it to the lady once. Oh, she's from Rhode Island. Oh, oh, she's she's a localite. She's she's like she's like Brent. She's from Rhode Island. Whoa. Oh, wow. Um, does she go to the Warwick Mall like I do? I, she probably does. And like, I don't know. I just kind of like, she was definitely the most relatable. But I, I felt like there was a lot of episodes where you're like either switching who you were on, whose side you were on, or you were like picking a favorite yeah. person. It's like, oh, they're dead. Now I got to pick a different favorite person. And they just kind of play with that a lot. Um, I, or like the rat one, the rat army. Like you kind of start off, you don't know if you're rooting for the old man or the my, the rats. And then you kind of like... At the end, they they kind of work together. Yeah. So it was just kind of I don't know. It was really I w- I whipped through that volume in like a single afternoon. I watched the whole thing one in one sitting. Mm. And I every time Love Death Robots comes out, that's kind of what I do. But it was yeah, it was, it was good. pretty good. It was good. Uh, if you haven't watched it, what are you doing? Um, what are you doing listening to this? Episode? Yeah, yeah. Tell us your favorite episode. Send us an email at brainbogglepodcast at gmail.com Whoa. and let us know what your favorite one was and why. Tell me why. Brent, you gotta we watch you know. gotta watch three robots. This one was this one was good. It, it, it's funny because uh, I found out that the three robots is written by John Scalzi, famous uh sci-fi author of things like Old Man's War and Red Shirts and Fuzzy oh. Nation. Yeah, um, yeah, he, a, lot of, uh, a lot of good sci-fi stuff. I enjoy his books. It, it's like sci-fi, but like more accessible, kind of goofy, relatable sci-fi as opposed yeah. to like hard sci-fi. I, I, if you haven't read any of his books, I would recommend. Um, I mean, Old Man War, Old Man's War is probably like his most popular series, but I really like Red Shirts. I think it's a really fun book about sort of the idea of like the red shirt concept like you know in science fiction where you have like the sort of disposable characters who always get killed off like in the missions with like the heroes or whatever mm-hmm. like they're just there to kind of die and he kind of plays with that concept in a really kind of fun interesting way so yeah. i would give that one a read if you haven't read it it's short and it's it's fun yeah he um, um yeah i guess it's based i guess the three robots short from the season one is based mm-hmm. on a story that he wrote and then he wrote the script for this this is the second time that these three robots characters right. have shown up and i guess he wrote this this second one for this third volume um, yeah that's cool i love the three robots i think I'm they're to it's cool that I, they did I, it twice i want to know what what 
of his got adapted into three robots. Oh, just three of his short stories, I guess. Yeah, I'm not as familiar with his short stories. I know more of his novels. Um, oh, when the yogurt took over is one of his as well. Oh, yeah, that was a good. Oh, one. really? Okay, yeah. that's funny. Oh, and also I, the um, uh, the the uh, the uh, the possible futures one, the one about like the the alternate futures of Hitler. One hmm. was him. Um, oh yeah, that one was fun. Yeah. Brent, you gotta watch. You gotta watch volumes one and two now as well. Yeah, I'll they're go pretty back. good. <clears throat> I mean, honestly, like I watched like these five episodes in like an hour this morning. Yeah, a lot of so the episodes. Like, so, like, a lot of the episodes are, are like shorter than fifteen minutes. Yeah, so like I burned through a lot, so I could easily go through the rest yeah, of them. Yeah, sure. I'm probably gonna go back and watch all of them now. Now that we've talked about them. Yeah, yeah. But um, I feel like that's a pretty good spot to yeah, wrap I think it up. We should wrap it up here. Yeah. We're over an hour now. Um, wow, wow. Thanks for um, thanks for listening. You, 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 you stinking losers, you rascally <laughs> rabbits. Um, no, okay. Freaking idiots. You, you creeps. You weirdos. You, you don't uh, have anything better to do with your time. Uh, no, yeah, what are you I, doing? I, we, I greatly appreciate freaks. it. We all greatly appreciate it. Yes, we do. Um, mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. As uh, as Bobby said, shoot us an email, um, or if you don't want to do that, you can contact us at the uh, on the social meds. We have uh, at Brainboggled Pod, which is our Twitter, Twitter and we Twitter. have at Brainboggled, well, right? Which is our Instagram. Yeah, for Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's it. And then the we stuff. have Brainboggledpodcast.com uh, for no. all your brainboggled needs, uh, where we have a store there. Yeah. Um, um, blogs uh, blogs that's shit. what it was i was like what is it newsletter not what, newsletter. we got some videos blogs. on youtube too if you want to check them out yeah um yeah is there anything else i think that's that's all we and, do um and some five stars if you oh have, yeah yeah right? do that don't forget we can, you can do five stars on spotify so like do four it. or five people did it so thank you for that yeah. do that thank on you spotify guys too cool cool you um, guys are the best mm, mm. around okay thank you goodbye See you guys next time.